This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. What do you think Milliken's best known for? You're a graduate of class of... 02. 02. Well, we've got a graduate from 06 here, and we've got nice. a sophomore and a junior here, but what's, what's the most famous thing Milliken's known for? Uh, theater and dance. Yeah, see, I don't think it's as an art close. major that and design major that kills you to say that. It's right? not, well, yeah, it's not my department, but it's clearly <laughs> printed in big bold letters above at the top of the bill. Yes, it is, and uh, it is our great uh, pleasure to welcome Jeff Farber, the assistant professor at Milliken School of Theater and Dance. Uh, production that's coming to uh, uh, to fruition soon, and a couple of the uh, students and actors that are in that play. Jeff, let me start with you. Uh, you graduated in 2006. Did you immediately go to work for Milliken, or did you find your way back here? No, I actually moved to New York, right, 10 days after graduating from Milliken. And what was that experience like? <laughs> I tell my students all the time that I actually had no confidence at that time. I went to maybe two auditions in my first year living in New York, and then I moved to L.A. and was there for a while. I moved to L.A. three days before the last big writer strike happened. Okay. So the city Timing. shut down. Exactly. I got a job building sets and running stage crew at a theater out there. Did that for a long time. Then moved back to New York, but eventually wound my way to D.C. and went to grad school there. Okay. And studied there and then came back to Millican in 2018. 2018. Yeah. Uh, right for COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm keeping Jeff's calendar, but uh, uh, all right. So th this is, we were talking about this off the air, and, and, and I, I want to get the student perspective, but the difference between when you were on campus, you, you know, doing this versus what you have today to work with, it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, we. I felt like when I was a student there, we were mighty, but we were sort of small and somewhat unknown. I mean, I tell people all the time that when I was a student in Millican, all of our students came from the I states, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, maybe a little bit like St. Louis area in Wisconsin. But now we have students coming from pretty much all over the world. We have international students. We have students from California, Florida, Maine, Colorado, um, everywhere, and it's pretty amazing. But the transformation on campus is quite awesome to see. All right. Mia Orr is a sophomore acting major, and uh, Ethan Saros is a junior acting major. And uh, I want to talk about uh, the production that's coming up, but first just give us a little bit about your background. You're from Kansas. Yeah, I am. Um, I was... Pull that mic up just a little closer. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. There you go. That's I got a stage direct here too. So yeah. Uh, how, so how did you end up from you know Kansas to Decatur, Illinois? Yeah, I was introduced to the school um, through Alex Miller, who was a professor, an acting professor at um, the School for Theater and Dance, who went to the same high school as me, and um, he introduced it to me and another friend of mine, who's a senior this year, um, and it was through. Um, uh, the director at our high school that taught the three of us, um, actually, and she just recently retired. Um, but he introduced us to the, to the school. He came by our high school and, uh, gave a whole presentation on everything. And, uh, I was hooked from the beginning. That's for sure. All right. Uh, and Mia? Um, I went to a community art school all growing up and the executive director at that school actually grew up with Jeff. Um, See so. how small this world is? It's crazy. <laughs> what, what was that like? Uh, what did you, how did you describe it? What kind of school? Um, it's a, the Community School of the Arts. Um, okay. So it is an extracurricular um, arts uh, school. Okay. Um, for We have all different sorts of arts classes. So theater, dance, vocal arts, culinary arts, visual arts. So really? It's a really great, great place. Okay. 
Okay, and and how many years did it was that like? Oh, I went there since I was six years old. Oh, so so it's like grade school on. Yes. Okay. When did you know? I mean, I mean, when did you first know you had this bug? You know, that, that you wanted to entertain, you wanted to be on stage, you wanted to be in front of me. At what age? Yeah, I was um, I was a sophomore in high school, so whatever age that is, <laughs> 15, 16. Okay. Um, and I didn't do theater yet um, until that year, and I had just gone through as the kind of in the tech process behind the scenes. And um, my high school director she made me fall in love with it all of her teachings and uh, all of the hard work that she put into the shows i really wanted to she was an inspiration i wanted to be like her same with my uh, other classmates as well that were doing really well and uh, i knew it was something that i wanted to jump into like head first immediately all right well see but you're a late bloomer compared to me and she was six years old uh, uh, so what what did your parents know i mean how what, you know why go this path you know at the age of six well um i think it started my mom tells the story of taking me to go see the wizard of oz when i was two um at a high school and i when the witch is trying to get toto i jumped out of my seat i was never like the kid to like throw tantrums or anything right out of my seat and was like i'm gonna get that witch so she knew that i was passionate you already wanted theater, to be a part so, of the yeah you know i started doing community theater productions when i was like four and then i've been in love with it ever since okay so jeff uh, tell me a little bit about uh, it's a comedy right it is absolutely a comedy it's hilarious uh but sometimes i think this stuff can be like not off-putting to people but there's a barrier there if they don't have the history they don't know oh that looks i mean not my taste i want people to be able to come see the stuff that you guys put on because it's such a gym uh, right in our backyard so break it down for me a little bit and then i want to find out about your characters and you, you know I, and, and it, i think there's a certain you, you know uh some people say oh i don't do theater uh, well yeah. maybe you just haven't seen good theater <laughs> i would absolutely believe that i'd say tell people who don't like it well you just haven't seen something that you would like you haven't seen good theater you need to see good theater and millican does good theater mm -hmm. All right. So, how does the how do you decide on the the play itself? I mean, you know what that process. You know, when you're you're thinking something, how long in the works? Um, it's usually the school year, the academic year before. We have a committee that's formed each year to look at um, our season selection process. It's professors, the director of the program usually, and um, a couple students. And we look at the students that we have, their needs, what our needs are as far as sort of um, what our production calendar looks like, what sort of plays and musicals we've done in the past few years to sort of um, fulfill pedagogical needs and things like that. And then we come up with usually about two options uh, and bring it to students and the for sort of a larger conversation and then we settle on it and i was actually in london last year and they sort of offered this play to me and they're like we're doing this play and we need a director do you want to direct it and without even having read it i said yes i was like sure yeah let's go <laughs> all right what is the name of the play the learned ladies okay and it, it was originally french i believe i mean yes so it's been translated to uh, and how old is this material? 1672. Okay, so it goes back a few. Yeah, 350 years. All right, and how do you take something 50 years old and make it, uh, you know, reach modern audiences today? Absolutely. Um, first of all, it's before we even start working on it, the translation adaptation that we're using is a modern adaptation by a woman named Freda Thomas. The play is originally by Moliere, who's like the most famous French playwright in the world. Um, 
And she did this modern adaptation that was just recently um, revised in like 2016. Okay. So it's very modern and we're setting it very modern. It's sort of very much like Paris now. Okay. And, and okay, Mia, your character? Um, I play Henriette. Okay, and give me Henriette's story. Don't ruin any surprises, but uh, your role. Um, She is the younger daughter of the household, um, and she is not uh, interested in being learned like all the rest of the women in the household. She would um, rather be involved in domestic life, and she just really wants to marry the the man that she loves. And the man that she loves is? Lysandra. Okay, and your role? I play Trizo Tan. Um, he isn't a part of the family at all. Um, he's really the source of all the problems in the show. Um, he showed up to the household. Um, no one really suspects it uh, at first, um, but he's really there to kind of siphon out money from the family. Okay. Um, and in it's a order bit of a grifter. That, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In order to do that, um, he convinces the uh, the women of the house that he could teach them and uh, teach them the arts and philosophy and the sciences. Okay. This is Thursday through Saturday, March seventh uh, and uh, and ninth at seven thirty p.m. And then there's a Sunday two p.m. kind of matinee, right? Correct. Uh, tickets are twenty dollars. Can be purchased at KirklandFineArts.com. I'm assuming people could. Per- which theater is it in? It's in our Virginia Rogers Theater in the new building on campus. Great. So if you have not had the opportunity to see this unbelievably beautiful building, this is a perfect uh, example uh, to go see. And then uh, take a tour sometime. The, the stuff I didn't, like the wig room. You know, like the, yeah. Yeah. It's like something you just don't think about. I mean, there's like a room with just buttons. And, and I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, state-of-the-art stuff. Uh, how long is the production? It's, I'm, we're hoping for less than two hours, okay. actually. Yeah. Sometimes that's a barrier. Yeah, people. absolutely. Know how long they're going to be in the seat. Uh, why do you guys like this so much? And, and do you still like it after, you know, all of the rehearsals, all of the, I, I mean, does it become sort of like they say, if you move to Hawaii, you know, the view goes away after a while when you've done it over and over and over. Is it still fun? Yeah, it's, it's a really good time. And I, I was actually thinking about it the other night. I was thinking like, man, it feels like we haven't had enough just because I want to get more in. <laughs> Um, it's just a really fast show and the comedy and the, the physical humor is just, it just go, go, go. And, uh, no, it, it, the show has ended and, uh, we're just ready for the next one. And that process, it just keeps going. All right. Go to that first Thursday, March 7th, you know, 30 minutes before the show, butterflies, nerves, excitement. What do you feel? I feel like I'm I'm just really excited to give this to our, like our community and everybody who's coming to see the show. I think it's a really great funny show and I think people will enjoy it even if they're not, you know, super interested in theater. <laughs> well, it, and that's the thing. I, I think people just have something in their mind of what it is and once they come and they see it, I think they come back for more because they know. Uh, is the show by, you know, Sunday the 10th a better show than the the Thursday night show? Because you've done it in front. I mean, you've now interacted with the audience. You've learned, you know, where beats hit, where, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying like a way better show, but is it like, are you firing all cylinders after you've done two or three live performances? I definitely think that, you know, that first show with a full audience, you definitely learn what, you right. know, an audience thinks is funny versus what like the cast and crew has <laughs> found funny. Um, so it's definitely always a change. All right. And, and then how much, you know, we, we talk about, you know, we have all the sports teams in your women's basketball team have going for another uh, national tournament. And you kind of I think people have an understanding of what it takes to be 
uh, an athlete, right? The time put into training, the practices. I don't think people have an appreciation for how hard these kids work. Uh, how long have you been rehearsing this particular play? We auditioned the first week of the semester and started the very next Monday. So months and months. Yeah. Yeah. About five weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then how much dialogue do you have to memorize? Not as much as uh, other people in the show, thankfully, um, because my character doesn't show up until about 50 pages in. Yeah. But he's mentioned the entire time before that mm-hmm. as kind of being the, the problem of the household. Um, so thankfully, it's uh, I, I remember I counted. It's about... Uh, Goodness, it's close to uh, 70 pages still of my line showing up. Yeah. Um, and in terms of lines themselves, they're pretty condensed. So it isn't a lot to pack in, um, but it helps getting it on its feet to get it all memorized and through the head a little bit and through the motions. Um, so that was very helpful for the process. How big a skill set is that in doing this? I mean, memory. I mean, like Marlon Brando, you know, reading out of a hat, you know, I mean, you see like, (laughs) you know, those kind of things. So not everybody uh, has a great memory, but it has to help. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a skill that I've built up over time. So you didn't have it naturally. Right. It's just it. After doing it so many years, you find ways that work for you. And, you know, everybody has their own personal process with it. All right. How big's the cast? Uh, How big's the production? How many people involved overall in just putting on the show? Um, We've got... 12 actors on stage, four um, covers, and then dozens of people working on the show outside of that. I would say at least 25, 28 yeah. people. It's pretty amazing. And that's what yeah. you get when you tour the whole school is when you really get that behind the scenes look at all the production elements that go into putting on a show. Uh, you guys get to go out there and get all the applause, but it's a big team, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So, are you guys excited then? Uh, you know, we should. You should give us. We'll give some tickets away if you'd like. Oh yeah, we could definitely do that. All right. We'll have Matthew send them over or whatever, okay. and and we'll uh, make sure we go. Uh, I, it's look. Thursday through Saturday, and then a Sunday matinee. You can go to kirklandfinearts.com, and this is your chance to really see uh, this unbelievable building and the interesting configuration, right, that Mm -hmm. you can do there. Yeah, the theater itself is sort of movable. We can change the layout theater, which is pretty awesome. So we've used it different... different ways for the last few years since we've opened it and then what will what will seating be like in there the way however you have it configured this, for this pretty show? much standard proscenium okay just audience and then facing the stage like that but a very intimate show then, yes right yeah and i think that if you're maybe going to the first time to do something like this that's the best way to do it yeah it's pretty awesome it's like the we talk about moliere's comedy he sets all of his comedy sort of inside of a house so you get all of these crazy kooky characters in under the same roof and we sort of the whole play takes place in their salon their living room all right that's great stuff guys thank you very much and uh, best of luck uh, with the show can't thank wait you. to see thank it you. thanks brian all right and uh we're gonna do this we'll take a break uh, we'll get some tickets uh, for millican to give away so i want you to see this building and then see these incredibly talented people they are amazing uh and you know you go to st louis or chicago you'd pay more to park than you would buying a ticket to see one of these shows you're gonna see every bit of quality uh right here in your own backyard you've been listening to the newhoff media podcast network for more visit newhoffmedia.com